and welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on the Ascension of Isaiah. Now, remember that previously, um, as we've gone over in Isaiah, Jerusalem, where, you know, King Hezekiah is the king of the southern kingdom, and the king of Assyria was planning a siege against Jerusalem. And through divine intervention um, and the word of revelation and prophecy delivered through Isaiah, <coughs> the king of Assyria is slain and his forces defeated and Hezekiah's people are delivered. And in the midst of this, I... King Hezekiah um, becomes gravely sick, and Isaiah tells him that he is not going to survive. And Hezekiah is is rent with anguish, you know, especially because the the promise that he had received that he would come into the presence of Jesus Christ in this life had not been fulfilled. And he laments that he will pass away without this being fulfilled. Isaiah delivers to him the message after Hezekiah goes to the Lord, that the Lord will add 15 years to his life. Um, and Hezekiah does in lead, indeed come into the presence of Jesus Christ in his glory. And also, we find out that in the future, you know, particularly during the reign of his son Manasseh, um, that the southern kingdom is going to be destroyed and um, that we're going to find out in the ascension of Isaiah that his son Manasseh is going to be responsible for killing the prophet Isaiah. So, the ascension of Isaiah, chapter 1. And it came to pass in the 26th year of the reign of Hezekiah, king of Judah, that he called Manasseh his son. Now he was his only one. And he called him into the presence of Isaiah, the son of Amos, the prophet, and into the presence of Joseph, the son of Isaiah, in order to deliver unto him the words of righteousness, which the king himself had seen. All right, now regarding Hezekiah seeing Christ, let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. And in verses 1 through 4, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw my Lord seated on a throne. This is Isaiah's ascension experience, which prefigures um, Hezekiah's. I saw my Lord seated on a throne, highly exalted, the skirt of his robe filling the sanctuary. Seraphs stood by him overhead, each having six wings. And two, they could veil their presence, and with two conceal their location, and with two fly about. And they called out to one another and said, Most holy is Jehovah of hosts. The consummation of all the earth is his glory. The threshold shook to its foundation at the sound of those who called, and amidst 
and mist filled the temple. And then verses 8 through 13. Then I heard a voice of my Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And, you know, these are words that Christ himself uttered in the council before the earth was created. And as his Savior said before him, Isaiah said, and I replied, here am I, send me. In the Hebrew, it's hinnini. And he said, go and say to these people, go on hearing, but not understanding. Go on seeing, but not perceiving. Now notice that as Isaiah comes into the presence of the Lord in his glory, he also receives a mission as a servant and to declare repentance and the voice of warning. Make the heart of these people grow fat. Dull their ears and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand in their heart, and repent and be healed. And I replied, For how long, my Lord? And he said, Until the cities lie desolate and without inhabitant, the houses without a man, and the land ravaged to ruin. For Jehovah will drive men away. And great shall be the exodus from the centers of the land. And <clears throat> as with the rest of Isaiah, we have historical precedent as anti-metaphor. And here Isaiah is a metaphor for the end-time servant also being endowed with power from Jesus Christ and being sent to declare a voice of warning to the people. And it is in an end time scenario where the cities will become desolate and without inhabitant, the houses without a man and the land ravaged to ruin. And this destruction is carried out by the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. Verse 12, for Jehovah will drive men away and great shall be the exodus from the centers of the land. And while yet a tenth of the people remain in it or return, they shall be burned. But like the terebinth or the oak, when it is felled, whose stump remains alive, so shall the holy offspring be what is left standing. All right. This is the famous verse in Isaiah that prophesies that 90% of the earth the earth's inhabitants will be destroyed by the king of Assyria, king Babylon, and by natural catastrophe. But a tenth or 10% will survive the destructions. And of those who survive the destructions, <clears throat> a tenth of them will qualify as elect to be delivered from bondage on end time exoduses and to both New Jerusalem and Old Jerusalem when they become the twin holy cities. Now, Isaiah 38, verse 1. At that time, Meridoch, 
Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and gifts to Hezekiah, for he had heard of his illness and recovery. And verse 1 of Isaiah 38, in those days, Hezekiah became gravely ill. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus says Jehovah, put your house in order, you will die. You will not recover. And verses 10 and 11, I said in the prime of life, must I depart through Sheol's gates? Deprived of the balance of my years, I thought, I shall not see Jehovah in the land of the living. I shall not now behold man among those dwelling in mortality. And, you know, man in this verse, meaning the son of man, or that while Hezekiah is in his flesh, you know, he will not see Jesus Christ. He will not have an ascension experience. And verses 16 and 17. Oh, my Lord, by means of such trials comes a newness of life. And throughout them all, the renewal of my spirit. Surely for mine own good, I am in such dire distress. By its means, you draw my soul out of the pit of dissolution. For you have cast all my sins behind you, restoring and reviving me. So like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said, God, we will trust thee, but if not, we know in whom we have trusted. And when we meet the fiery trials of adversity, we have two paths that we can travel. Either we can allow them to bind us to God and embrace humility, or we can embrace pride and allow the fiery trials to harden our hearts. And Hezekiah, who is a metaphor for the Lord's end time servant in the last days, he allows the adversity and the fire that he comes into, even the very taking away of his life. Um, certainly a metaphor for the martyrdom of the prophet Joseph to bind him to Christ and not let it harden his heart. And verses four through six, but the Lord hears Hezekiah's cries and through his servant, Isaiah, who is also a metaphor of the Lord's end time servant, um, he delivers the news that the Lord will in fact, preserve Hezekiah's life. Then the word of Jehovah came to Isaiah. <clears throat> Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says Jehovah, the God of your father, David, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears, and I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and the city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. I will protect this city. Now, in the deliverance of Hezekiah from death and his people from the destruction of the king of Assyria. Um, Hezekiah 
is going to be given sufficient time to enter into the rest of the Lord. And regarding this entering into the rest of the Lord, let's go to Revelation chapter 11 and verses 1 and 2. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot 40 and two months. So as Isaiah is a book of end time prophecy, so is the book of Revelation. And here, John is being given the keys to, in the end times, um, have charge over the 144,000 who will work with those on the end time exodus. And those who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, or ascended to the level of elect, he will work with them and help them enter into the church of the firstborn that they might qualify to enter into New Jerusalem. And so verse one, and there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood saying, <clears throat> rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. Well, in this instance, the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein are the people on the end time exodus. And the altar and them that worship therein are those who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then the reed like unto a rod to measure them is the ability to know who has received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, that verses 18 and 19 in Revelation 11. And, you know, during the end time exodus, and I have to expand that to exoduses, which will be conducted once New Jerusalem is established, the king of Syria, king of Babylon will be working his work of the destruction of the 90%, as we read at the end of Isaiah 6. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, shall, or small and great, and shouldst destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven. Now, the distinction here, um, the temple of God um, in verses 1 and 2 being... Um, the location of the Exodus and those who were on the Exodus were in the midst worshiping at the altar or those who had received the baptism of the whole fire baptism of the Holy ghost, the heavenly temple in these verses is the seventh heaven or that place where Christ reigns in the fullness of his glory. And this has reference to ascension experiences of those on the exodus and the temple of god was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament 
Well, the Ark of His Testament in this context is the throne of Christ in the seventh heaven and the bringing of God's people into his presence in his glory in the seventh heaven or the heavenly temple and the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. This is what happen, is happening to those without the exodus or the temple during the destruction of the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. And, you know, DNC 77. Regarding John being given this rod to measure those on the end time exodus. Starting in verse 9, what are we to understand by the angel ascending from the east? Revelation 7th chapter, 2nd verse, talking about John and his being given the rod to measure. Um, but before he can officiate over the 144, uh, working with those on the end time exodus, um, first the 144 um, must be uh, sealed. We're to understand that the angel ascending from the east is he to whom is given the seal of the living God over the 12 tribes of Israel. Wherefore, he crieth unto the four angels, having the everlasting gospel, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was to come to gather together the tribes of Israel and restore all things. Well, the way that John gathers the tribe of Israel and restores all things is that he works hand in hand with the end time servant, helping him awake and arise and be endowed with power and gathering out those who will take part in the 144,000 um, before Christ comes in his glory. And verse 11, what do we understand by the sealing of the 144,000 out of all the tribes of Israel, 12,000 out of every tribe? We're to understand that those who are sealed are high priests, ordained unto the holy order of God to administer the everlasting gospel. For they are they who are ordained out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people by the angels to whom is given power over the nations of the earth to bring as many as will come to the church of the firstborn. And this is what is meant in Revelation 11, verse 1. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and then the, them that worship therein. For the court which is without, the temple leave out and measure it not. Or in other words, those who have not received the baptism of fire, baptism of the ghost. Those who are not on the exoduses, um, the 144 will not be working with them um, for ascension to the church of the firstborn or into the presence of Christ in his glory. And, you know, finally in JST Genesis nine, talking about this verse 21 and the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it. 
that I may remember the everlasting covenant which I made unto thy father Enoch, that when men should keep all my commandments, all right, men keeping all my commandments, this has reference to the end time Exodus, and those who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, but not just have received that ordinance, but also afterward are feasting upon the words of Christ, which will show them all things that they should do to enter into his rest, which rest is the fullness of his glory. These are they who are keeping all of God's commandments. Then Zion should again come on the earth, the city of Enoch, which I have caught up unto myself. And this is my everlasting covenant that when thy posterity shall embrace the truth and look upward and Zion shall look downward and all the heavens shall shake with gladness and the earth shall be tremble with joy. <coughs> and the general assembly in the church of the firstborn shall come down out of heaven and possess the earth and shall have place until the end come. And this is my everlasting covenant, which I made with thy father Enoch. And in DNC 103, Also regarding the end time exodus. Verse 21. But I say unto you, mine angels shall go up before you. Well, go up before you. Who are the you? They are the strength of the Lord's house on the end time exodus. The angels being the 144,000 and the end time servant um, who have been sealed to the second order of Melchizedek priesthood you know, the holy order, and, you know, it's the 144,000 who are working with those on the Exodus to help them enter into the rest of the Lord, um, as we're going to read about Hezekiah. Mine angels shall go up before you and also my presence. Now, this doesn't mean that Christ is going to come down and walk with the saints to establish New Jerusalem. But it does mean that on the Exodus, the saints who truly desire will receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and will enter into the rest of the Lord. And thus the presence of the Lord will go up before the saints on the Exodus. And in time you shall possess the goodly land, which is New Jerusalem. Now back to the ascension of Isaiah. And he called him into the presence of Isaiah, the son of Amos, the prophet, and into the presence of Joseph. Okay, now this is Hezekiah calling his son Manasseh, who has become the most wicked ruler that the southern kingdom would ever have. In order to deliver unto him the words of righteousness, which the king himself had seen. Okay, referring to Hezekiah's ascension experience. And of the eternal judgments and torments of Gehenna, or of hell, and of the prince of this world, who is Lucifer, and of his angels and his authorities and his powers, and the words of the faith of the beloved, which he himself had seen in the 15th year of his reign during his illness. Okay. Another uh, reference to King Hezekiah's entering into the rest of the Lord, and that it was, you know, during the period of the illness, which, you know, we read about in 
You know, Isaiah 38. And he delivered unto him the written words which Samnus, the scribe, had written, and also those which Isaiah, the son of Amos, had given to him. And also to the prophets, that they might write and store up with them what he himself had seen in the king's house regarding the judgment of the angels and the destruction of this world and regarding the garments of the saints and their going forth and regarding their transformation and the persecution and ascension of the beloved. In the 20th year of the reign of Hezekiah, Isaiah had seen the words of this prophecy and had delivered them to Joseph, his son. And while he, Hezekiah, gave commands, Joseph, the son of Isaiah, standing by, Isaiah said to Hezekiah the king, but not in the presence of Manasseh, only did he say unto him, as the Lord liveth, and the spirit which speaketh in me liveth, all these commands and these words will be made of none effect by Manasseh thy son, or in other words, delivering up unto Manasseh the records of the prophets and the prophecies of the last days and the admonition and counsel and training that you will give your son. They will be made of none effect by the choice of Manasseh. And through the agency of his hands, I shall depart mid the torture of my body. Or in other words, Manasseh is going to kill Isaiah. And Samuel, Malkira will serve Manasseh and execute all his desire. And he will become a follower of Belier rather than of me. You know, Belier, that false prophet who seeks the blood of Isaiah. And many in Jerusalem and in Judea will he cause to abandon the true faith. And Beliar will dwell in Manasseh, and by his hands I shall be sawn asunder. And we're going to see how prophetic the, these words of Isaiah are. And when Hezekiah heard these words, he wept very bitterly, and rent his garments, and placed earth upon his head, and fell on his face. And Isaiah said unto him, The counsel of Samael against Manasseh is consummated. Not will avail thee. Or in other words, Hezekiah, nothing that you can do at this point is going to change what has been prophesied. And on that day, Hezekiah resolved in his heart to slay Manasseh, his son. And Isaiah said to Hezekiah, The beloved hath made of none effect thy design. And the purpose of thy heart will not be accomplished. For with this calling, I have been called, and I shall inherit the heritage of the beloved. Or in other words, Isaiah to Hezekiah. It's okay. This is what is the Lord is requiring at my hand to be sawn asunder, just as the Son of Man will be lifted up and crucified by wicked men. And Isaiah said to Hezekiah, 
the beloved hath made of none effect thy design, and the purpose of thy heart will not be accomplished. For with this calling have I been called, and I shall inherit and clung the heritage of the beloved. Ascension of Isaiah chapter 2. And it came to pass that after Hezekiah died, and Manasseh became king, that he did not remember the commandments of Hezekiah his father. Remember, Hezekiah and Isaiah are types of the end time servant, and Manasseh, a type for the king of Assyria, king of Babylon, um, in the last days. <clears throat> but forgot them. And Samuel and Samael abode in Manasseh and clung fast to him. And Manasseh forsook the service of the God of his father. And he served Satan and his angels and his powers. And he turned aside the house of his father, which had been before the face of Hezekiah, from the words of wisdom and from the service of God. And Manasseh turned aside his heart to serve Beliar, the false prophet. For the angel of lawlessness, who is the ruler of this world, is Beliar, whose name is Manton Bukas. And he delighted in Jerusalem because of Manasseh, and he made him strong in apostatizing Israel and in the lawlessness which were spread abroad in Jerusalem. And witchcraft and magic increased, and division and auguration and fornication and adultery and the persecution of the righteous by Manasseh and Belchira and Tobiah, the Canaanite, and John of Anathoth, and by Zadok, the chief of the works. And the rest of the acts, behold, they are written in the book of the king, kings of Judah and Israel. And when Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw the lawlessness which was being perpetrated in Jerusalem and the worship of Satan and his wantonness, he withdrew from Jerusalem and settled in Bethlehem of Judah. <laughs> and there also there was much lawlessness and withdrawing from Bethlehem. He settled on a mountain in a desert place. And Micah, the prophet, and the aged Ananias, and Joel, and Habakkuk, and the son of Joseph, and many of the faithful who believed in the ascension into heaven, withdrew and settled on the mountain. Or those who believed in the doctrine of Christ, which is the path of ascension. You know, the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and entering into the rest of the Lord. They were led out of, quote-unquote, Babylon and into the wilderness. They were all clothed with garments of hair, and they were all prophets. And they had nothing with them but were naked. And they all lamented with a great lamentation because of the growing, going astray of Israel. And these eat nothing save wild herbs, which they gathered on the mountains, and having cooked them, they lived thereon together with Isaiah the prophet. And they spent two years of days on the mountains and hills. And after this, whilst they were in the desert, there was a certain man in Samaria named Bilakera, of the family of Zedekiah, the son of Chinan, a false prophet, whose dwelling was in Bethlehem. Now Hezekiah, the son of Chenai, 
who was the brother of his father, and in the days of Ahab, king of Israel, had been the teacher of the 400. Now remember, Ahab was the unrighteous father of Hezekiah. And had been teacher of the 400 prophets of Baal, had himself smitten and reproved Micah, the son of Amada the prophet. And he, Micah, had been reproved by Ahab and cast into prison. And he was with Zedekiah the prophet. And they were with Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Elijah the prophet of Teban and of Gilead was reproving Ahaziah and Samaria and prophesied regarding Ahaziah that he should die on his bed of sickness and that Samaria should be delivered into the had of Leba Nasser because he had slain the prophets of God. And when the false prophets who were with Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, and their teacher, Jeragias of Mount Joel had heard. Now he was a brother of Zedekiah when they pursued Ahaziah, the king of Aragon, and slew Micah. Chapter three. And Belcheria recognized and saw the place of Isaiah and the prophets who were with him. For he dwelt in the region of Bethlehem and he was in it an adherent of Manasseh. And he prophesied falsely in Jerusalem, and many belongings to Jerusalem were confederate with him. And he was a Samaritan. And it came to pass that when Alagar Zagar, king of Assyria, had come and captive and led them away to the mountains of the Medes and the rivers of Tizan, this Belkaria while still a youth, had escaped and come to Jerusalem in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. But he walked not in the ways of his father of Samaria, for he feared Hezekiah. And he was found in the days of Hezekiah, speaking words of lawlessness in Jerusalem. And the servants of Hezekiah accused him, and, made, and he made his escape to the region of Bethlehem, and they pursued. And Belakariah accused Isaiah and the prophets who were with him, saying, Isaiah and those who are with him prophesy against Jerusalem and against the cities of Judah, and they shall be laid waste against the children of Judah and Benjamin, also that they shall go into captivity, and also against the O Lord King, that thou shalt go bound with hooks and iron chains. But they prophesy falsely against Israel and Judah. And Isaiah himself hath said, I see more than Moses the prophet. But Moses said, no man can see God and live. And Isaiah hath said, I have seen God, behold, I live. Now, this is a demonstration that the corruptions um, in the scripture have begun to take place. For Moses said, no man, um, until he receives the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and has been ordained and sealed to the first order of Melchizedek priesthood, can come into the presence of Christ and then the Father and live. And as a cross-reference, let's go to DNC 84.
Okay, verse 19, talking about this first order of Melchizedek priesthood, that a man must be ordained and sealed to before he can enter into the rest of the Lord. And this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the key of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God. Therefore, in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. And without the ordinances thereof and the authority of the priesthood, the power of godliness is not manifest unto men in the flesh. For without this, no man can see the face of God, even the Father, and live. Now this Moses plainly taught to the children of Israel in the wilderness and sought diligently to sanctify his people that they might behold the face of God. So this was the true doctrine of Moses, that it was the privilege of God's people in every generation in which there was an open dispensation to enter into the rest of the Lord. But there were prerequisites. Baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And for men that they have to be ordained and sealed to this first order of Melchizedek priesthood. Verse 9 again. But Moses said, no man can see God and live. And Isaiah hath said, I have seen God, and behold, I live. Now, therefore, O king, that he is lying. Now, notice that these false priests and false prophets are making reference to corrupted scripture. Um, so they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And they are also a type and shadow of things in our day. Verse 10, now therefore, O king, or know therefore, O king, that he is lying, and Jerusalem also he hath called Sodom, and the princes of Judah and Jerusalem he hath declared to be the people of Gomorrah, and he brought many accusations <coughs> against Isaiah and the prophets before Manasseh. But Beliar dwelt in the heart of Manasseh and in the heart of the princes of Judah and Benjamin and of the eunuchs and of the counselors of the king. And the words of Belchiara pleased him exceedingly. And he sent and seized Isaiah for Beliar was in great wrath against Isaiah by reason of the vision and because of the exposure wherewith he had exposed Samuel or Samael. And because through him the going forth of the beloved from the seventh heaven had been made known, or the prophecy of Jesus Christ. And it is a common record in scripture for those who entered into the rest of the Lord before the coming of Jesus Christ to the earth, for them to have a vision of the life of Christ and to prophesy of it. Um, you know, one example, first Nephi chapter 11. This is during Nephi's ascension experience. You know, after he had desired to see and to hear and to know the things that his father had seen. Verse 26 through 34. 
And the angel said unto me again, look and behold the condescension of God, the son. And I looked and beheld the redeemer of the world for whom my father had spoken of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way before him. And the lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open and the Holy ghost come down out of heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in the, in power and great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them. And I also beheld 12 others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face. And I saw them not. And it came to pass that the angel said unto me again, saying, look. And I looked and beheld the heavens open again. And I saw angels descending upon the children of men. And they did minister unto them. And he spake unto me again, saying, look. And I looked and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. And I beheld multitudes of people who were sick and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angel spake and showed all these things unto me. And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God, and the devils and unclean spirits were cast out. And it came to pass, the angel said unto me again, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, that he was taken by the people, and the Son of the everlasting God, which judged of the world, and I saw and bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted upon the cross and was slain for the sins of the world. And after he was slain, I saw multitudes of the earth, and they were gathered together to fight against the apostles of the Lamb. For thus were the twelve called by the angel of the Lord. Now, we're going to see that in the ascension of Isaiah, that a similar um, vision accompanies entering into the rest of the Lord. back in the Ascension of Isaiah. Verse 13. For Beliar was in great wrath against Isaiah by reason of the vision, and because of the exposure wherewith he had exposed Samael, and because through him the going forth of the beloved from the seventh heaven had been made known. So notice that through Isaiah... Um, his personal witness of the future coming of Jesus Christ came forth. And this is a mark of all true prophets, that they testify of Christ and their personal experience in coming into Christ's presence and of his life and his mission. And Nephi did this. Um, and we have that record, and Isaiah does this, and that record is contained in the Ascension of Isaiah. And his transformation and his descent and the likeness into which he should be transformed, that is the likeness of a man, and the persecution wherewith he should be persecuted, and the tortures wherewith the children of Israel should torture him. <clears throat> and the coming of his 12 disciples and the teachings that he should before the Sabbath be crucified upon the tree and should be crucified together with wicked men and that he should be buried in the sepulcher and the 12 who were with him should be offended. Now, 
and the 12 that were with him should be offended of him and the watch of those who watched the sepulcher and the descent of the angel of the Christian church, which is in the heavens, whom he will summon in the last days. And that the angel of the Holy Spirit and Michael, the chief of the holy angels on the third day, will open the sepulcher. And the beloved sitting on their shoulders will come forth and send out his 12 disciples. And they will teach the nations and every tongue of the resurrection of the beloved. And those who believe in his cross will be saved. And in his ascension into the seventh heaven whence he came. And that many who believe in him will speak through the Holy Spirit. And many signs and wonders will be wrought in those days. And afterwards, on the eve of his approach, his disciples will forsake the teachings of the 12 apostles and their faith and their love and their purity. And there will be much contention on the eve of his advent and his approach. And in those days, many will love office, though devoid of wisdom. And there will be many lawless elders, shepherds dealing wrongly by their own sheep. And they will ravage them, owing to their not having holy shepherds. And many will change the honor of the garments of the saints for the garment of the covetous. And there will be much respect of persons in those days and lovers of the honor of this world. And there will be much slander and vainglory at the approach of the Lord and the Holy Spirit will withdraw from many. And there will not be in those days, many prophets, nor those who speak trustworthy words, save one here and there in diverse places, on account of the spirit of error and fornication and vainglory and of covetousness, which shall be in those who will be called servants of that one, and in those who will receive that one. And there will be great hatred in the shepherds and elders towards each other, for there will be great jealousy in the last days. For everyone will say what is pleasing in their own eyes, and they will make of none effect the prophecy of the prophets which were before me. And these many visions also will they make of none effect in order to speak after the impulse of their own hearts. So a prophecy of our day. Chapter four. And now Hezekiah and Joseph, my son, these are the days of the completion of the world. So we step back in time. After it is consummated, Beliar, the great ruler, the king of this world, will descend, who hath ruled it since it came into being. Yea, he will descend from the firmament in the likeness of a man, a lawless king, the slayer of his mother, who himself, even this king, will persecute the plant which the twelve apostles of the beloved have planted. Of the twelve, one will be delivered into his hands. This ruler in the form of that king will come, and there will come, and there will come with him all the powers of this world, and they will hearken unto him in all that he desires. And at his word, the sun will rise at night, and he will make the moon to appear at the sixth hour. And all that he hath desired he will do in the world, and he will do and speak like the beloved, 
and he will say, I am God. And before me, there has been none. And now the people in the world will believe in him and they will sacrifice to him and they will serve him saying, this is God. And beside him, there is no other. And the, and the greater number of those who shall have been associated together in order to receive the beloved will turn aside after him. And there will be the power of his miracles in every city and region. And he will set up his image before him in every city. And he shall bear sway three years and seven months and 27 days. And many believers and saints having seen him, for whom they were hoping, who was crucified, Jesus the Lord Christ. After that, I, Isaiah had seen him who was crucified and ascended. And those also who were believers in him of, those, of these few in those days will be left as his servants, while they flee from desert to desert, awaiting the coming of the beloved. You know, again, this is an end time context right before the second coming. And after 1,332 days, the Lord will come with his angels and with his armies of the holy ones from the seventh heaven and the glory of the seventh heaven. And he will drag Beliar into Gehenna and also his armies. And he will give rest of the godly whom he shall find in the body in this world. And after the son will be ashamed. And to all those who because of their faith in him have Execrated Beliar and his kings. But the saints will come with the Lord with their garments, which are now stored up on high in the seventh heaven. And the Lord, with the Lord they will come, whose spirits are clothed, and they will descend and be present in the world. And he will strengthen those who have been found in the body together with the saints in the garments of the saints. And the Lord will minister to those who have kept watch in this world. And afterwards, they will turn themselves upward in their garments, and their body will be left in the world. Then the voice of the beloved will, in wrath, rebuke the things of heaven, and the things of earth, and the things of earth, and the mountains, and the hills, and the cities, and the desert, and the forests, and the angel of the sun, and that of the moon, and all things wherein Berian Beliar manifest himself and acted openly in this world. And there will be a resurrection and judgment in their midst in those days. And the beloved will cause fire to go forth from him. And it will consume all the godless. And they will be as though they had not been created. And the rest of the words of the vision is written in the vision of Babylon. And the rest of the vision regarding the Lord, behold, it is written in three parables according to my words, which are written in the book, which I publicly prophesied. And the descent of the beloved into Sheol. Behold, it is written in the section where the Lord says, Behold, my son will understand. And all these things, behold, they are written in the psalm of the parables of David, the son of Jesse, and in the Proverbs of Solomon, his son, and in the words of Korah, and Ethan, the Israelite, and the words of Asaph, and in the rest of the psalms, which the angel of the Spirit inspired. Namely, in those which have not the name written, and in the words of my father Amos, and Hosea the prophet, and of Micah, and Joel, and Nahum, and Jonah, and Obadiah, and Habakkuk, and Haggai, and Malachi, and in the words of Joseph the just, and in the words of Daniel, chapter 5. 
On account of these visions, therefore, Beliar was wroth with Isaiah, and he dwelt in the heart of Manasseh, and he sawed him in sunder with a wooden saw. So the fulfillment of the prophecy that Isaiah gives to Hezekiah regarding, regarding his death by the hands of Manasseh. And when Isaiah was being sawn asunder, Belchiria stood up accusing him, and all the false prophets stood up laughing and rejoicing because of Isaiah. And Belchiria, with the aid of Mechmemgus, stood up before Isaiah laughing, deriding. And Belchiria said to Isaiah, Say, I have lied in all that I have spoken, and likewise the ways of Manasseh are good and right. And the ways also of Belchiria and his associates are good. And this he said unto him when he began to be sawn asunder. But Isaiah was absorbed in a vision of the Lord, and though his eyes were open, he saw them not. And Belchuria spake unto, thus unto Isaiah, Say what I say unto thee, and I will turn their hearts. And I will compel Manasseh and the prince of Judah and the people and all Jerusalem to reverence thee. And Isaiah answered and said, So far as I have utterance, I say, Damned and accursed be thou and all thy powers and all thy house. For thou canst not take from me aught save my, the skin of my body. And they seized and saw and sawed in asunder Isaiah the son of Amos with a wooden saw. And Manasseh and Belchiria, the false prophets and the princes of the people, and all stood on looking. And to the prophets who were with him, he said before he had been sawn asunder, Go ye to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And for me only hath God mingled the cup. And then Isaiah was being, and when Isaiah was being sawn asunder, he neither cried aloud nor wept, but his lips spake with the Holy Spirit until he was sawn in twain. This Beliard did to Isaiah through Belchuria and Manasseh, for Samuel was very, for Samael was very wrathful against Isaiah from the days of Hezekiah before Judah on account of the things which he had seen regarding the beloved who is Christ. And on account of the destruction of Samael, which had been seen through the Lord while Hezekiah, his father was still King. And he did according to the will of Satan. Chapter six, the vision, which Isaiah, the son of Amos saw in the 20th year of the reign of Hezekiah, King of Judah came Isaiah, the son of Amos and Joseph, the son of Isaiah, to Hezekiah, to Jerusalem, from Galgala. And having entered, he sat down on the couch of the king, and they brought him a seat, but he would not sit thereon. And when Isaiah began to speak the words of faith and truth with King Hezekiah, all the princes of Israel were seated, and the eunuchs and the counselors of the king. And there were there forty prophets and sons of prophets. And they had come from the villages and from the mountains and the plains when they had heard that Isaiah was coming from Gagala to Hezekiah. And they had come to salute him and to hear his words, and that he might place his hands upon them, and that he might prophesy, and that he might hear their prophecy, and they all were before Isaiah. And when Isaiah was speaking to Hezekiah the words of truth and faith, they all heard a door which, had, which one had opened, and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the king summoned all the prophets and all the people who were found there, and they came. 
and Micah and the aged Ananias and Joel and Joseph sat on the right hand and on the left. And it came to pass that they had all heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And they worshiped on their knees and glorified the God of truth, the most high who is in the upper world and who sits on the high holy one who was rest among his holy ones. And they gave glory to him and had thus bestowed a door in an alien world, had bestowed it on a man. And as he was speaking in the Holy Spirit, in the hearing of all, he became silent and in his mind was taken up from him. And he saw not the men that stood before him, though his eyes indeed were open. Moreover, his lips were silent and the mind in his body was taken up from him, but his breath was in him for he was seeing a vision and the angel who was sent to make him see was not of this firmament, nor was he of the angels of glory of this world, but he had come from the seventh heaven. And the people who stood near did not think, but the circle of the prophets did, and that the holy Isaiah had been taken up. And the vision which the holy Isaiah saw was not from this world, but from the world which is hidden from the flesh. And after Isaiah had seen this vision, he narrated it to Hezekiah and to Joseph and his son and to the other prophets who had come. But the leaders and the eunuchs and the people did not hear, but only Samna, the scribe, and Ijoquim and Asaph, the recorder. For these also were doers of righteousness, and sweet smell of the Spirit was upon them. But the people had not heard, for Micah and Joseph, his son, had caused them to go forth, when wisdom of this world had been taken from him and became as one from the flesh. Now, here we have an account of an ascension experience. And let's compare and contrast this with the ascension experience of Moses. Um, so again, in verse 10 of chapter six, and as he, Isaiah, was speaking in the Holy Spirit, in the hearing of all, he became silent, and his mind was taken up from him, and he saw not the men that stood before him. Though his eyes were open, moreover, his lips were silent, and the mind in his body was taken up from him. Now, this is an important insight to what it means to have an ascension experience. And we see the exact same pattern in Moses. Moses 1, the words of God, which he spake unto Moses at a time when Moses was caught up into an exceedingly high mountain. And he saw God face to face, and he talked with him. And the glory of God was upon Moses, therefore Moses could endure his presence. And verse 9, and the presence of God withdrew from Moses, that his glory was not upon Moses, and Moses was left unto himself. And as he was left unto himself, he fell unto the earth. Or in other words... The glory of God was upon Moses. So after one receives the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and proves himself true and faithful to God in all things required to part the veil and enter into the rest of the Lord. 
he must receive a brand new baptism of fire. Now, not the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is an ordinance, but a baptism of fire that he might be sanctified. And in the account of Isaiah and in the account of Moses, they both receive baptisms of fire. Or in other words, the glory of God was upon Moses. Um, and then that baptism of fire must progress to a transfiguration. And then that man is taken up into the seventh heaven, into the presence of Christ in the fullness of his glory. And in verse nine, when that transfiguration ends for Moses, he falls back to the earth. For one cannot stand the presence of God in his glory uh, if not transfigured. And verse 11, we get the same information that we're getting here in the ascension of Isaiah about Isaiah's ascension experience. But now mine own eyes have beheld God, but not my natural, but my spiritual eyes. For my natural eyes could not have beheld, for I should have withered and died in his presence. But his glory was upon me, and I beheld his face, for I was transfigured before him. Or in other words, one cannot go with their physical body into Christ's presence in his glory until one is translated. But in between the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and translation, one can enter into the rest of the Lord. And when one has the glory of God come upon them or receives a brand new baptism of fire and it progresses to transfiguration, as if when we're having a near-death experience, their spirit is taken up from their body and into the seventh heaven. Now, it needs to be noted that the adversary has a counterfeit for everything that is sacred. And the adversary's counterfeit for a true ascension experience is what we call astral projection. You know, this is when um, one is not authorized, one has not... Um, been transfigured, um, beginning with a baptism of fire, and the Lord takes their spirit up into the seventh heaven. Um, astral projection has everything to do with the spirit leaving the body, but it's under the power of the adversary. And false experiences, false visions, and even the adversary himself will appear to uh, men as if he were Christ and deceive them. But just because there is the existence of that which is profane, it does not invalidate that which is sacred. And Moses's ascension experience and also Isaiah's are the sacred. And so again, you know, after having gone through the particulars of Moses's ascension experience, Isaiah's, and as he was speaking in the Holy Spirit, or in other words, this means the same thing as in Moses 1, that the glory of God was upon Moses. The glory of God was also upon Isaiah. He was having a baptism of fire and that baptism of fire progresses to his transfiguration. And during that baptism of fire, he was speaking by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost. And as he was speaking in the Holy Spirit, in the hearing of all, 
he became silent and his mind was taken up from him and he saw not the men that stood before him. Or in other words, in the midst of preaching, the glory of God came upon Isaiah and his spirit was taken up out of his body and he was no longer aware of the room and the people that he was with or that his physical body was with. To his eyes, though his eyes indeed were open, moreover his lips were silent, and the mind in his body was taken up from him. Or in other words, his spirit was taken up into the seventh heaven from his physical body. But his breath was in him, for he was seeing a vision. Um, or in other words, he was having an ascension experience. And if we had a copy of the vision of Isaiah that had been translated by a true prophet, you know, there would be no error in his translation and the meaning would be even more clear. But, you know, having a framework of what happens in Moses and in First Nephi chapter 11, we know exactly what was happening to Isaiah. And the angel who, who was sent to make him see was not of this firmament and was, and he was of the angels of the glory, excuse me, of this world, but he had come from the seventh heaven and the people who stood near did not think, but the circle of the prophets did and that the Holy Isaiah had been taken up. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the people to whom Isaiah had been prophesying didn't know what was happening. But those referred to here as the prophets knew and understood that Isaiah was having an ascension experience, that he was being taken into the presence of Christ in his glory. And the people who stood near did not think, but the circle of the prophets did, that the holy Isaiah had been taken up, not his physical body, but his spirit. And the vision which the holy Isaiah saw was not from this world, but from the world which is hidden from the flesh. Or in other words, as he was taken up into the seventh heaven, and as he was shown the vision of all things, the history of the earth from beginning to end. And the vision which the Holy Isaiah saw was not from this world, but from the world which is hidden from the flesh. And after Isaiah had seen this vision, he narrated it to Hezekiah and to Joseph and the son and to the other prophets who had come. And so, like Moses before him, when Isaiah's transfiguration had ended, like it says in verse 9 of Moses chapter 1, and the presence of God withdrew from Moses, that his glory was not upon him, and Moses was left unto himself. And as he was left unto himself, he fell unto the earth. Well, Isaiah did exactly the same thing. And after he returned to this earth and to his body, he recounted the things that he had seen and experienced in the seventh heaven to Hezekiah and to his own son, and to the prophets who had come. Verse 17, but the leaders and the eunuchs and the people did not hear, but only Samna, the scribe, and Iliokim, and Asaph, the recorder, 
for these are also were doers of righteousness and the sweet smell of the spirit was upon them or they were imbued with the power of the Holy Ghost. But the people had not heard, for Micah and Joseph his son had caused them to go forth, when the wisdom of this world had been taken from him, and he became as one dead. Or in other words, when Isaiah had his ascension experience, and the spirit was taken up into the seventh heaven, you know, Isaiah's son and uh, the holy prophets, um, you know, had the people leave. And, but they remained. Chapter seven. And the vision which Isaiah saw, he told to Hezekiah and to Joseph, his son, and to Micaiah and the rest of the prophets and said, at this moment, when I prophesied according to the words heard which he heard. I saw a glorious angel, not like unto the glory of the angels, which I used always to see, but possessing such glory and position that I cannot describe the glory of that angel. And having seized me by my hand, he raised me on high. And I said unto him, who art thou? And what is thy name? And whither art thou raising me on high? For strength was given me to speak with him. And he said unto me, when I have raised thee on high, though the various degrees, to the various degrees, I made thee see the vision on account of which I have been sent. Then thou wilt understand who I am, but my name thou dost not know. Because thou wilt return into this thy body, but whither I am raising thee on high, thou wilt see, for for this purpose have I been sent. So Isaiah is describing his ascension experience, how his spirit was taken from his body and up to the seventh heaven. And I rejoiced because he spake courteously, courteously to me. And he said unto me, hast thou rejoiced because I have spoken courteously to thee? And he said, and thou wilt see how a greater and also that I am will speak courteously and peaceably with thee. And his father also who is greater, thou wilt see. For for this purpose have I been sent from the seventh heaven in order to explain all these things unto thee. Verse 7 again. And he said unto me, Hast thou rejoiced because I have spoken courteously to thee? And he said, And thou wilt see how a greater, or one greater than I, or Jesus Christ, And his father also, who is greater, wilt thou see. So not only is Isaiah being taken into the presence of Jesus Christ, but also uh, Jesus Christ is going to present him to father. Now, this is not Isaiah's first ascension experience. But this probably is the first time that Isaiah has been presented to father. And verse 9, and we ascended to the firmament, I and he, 
And there I saw Samael and his hosts. And there was great fighting therein, and the angels of Satan were envying one another. And as above, so on the earth also. For the likeness of that which is in the firmament is here on the earth. And I said unto the angel who was with me, What is this war? And what is this envying? And he said unto me, So has it been since the world was made until now. And this war will continue till he whom thou shalt see shall come and destroy him. And afterwards he caused me to ascend to that which is above the firmament, which is the first heaven. And there I saw a throne in the midst, and on his right and on his left were angels. And the angels on the left were not like unto the angels who stood on the right, but those who stood on the right had the greater glory. And they all praised with one voice, and there was a throne in the midst, and those who were out he left gave praise after them. But their voice was not such as the voice of those on the right nor their praises like the praises of those. And I asked the angel who conducted me, and I said unto him, To whom is this praise sent? And he, and he said unto me, It is sent to the praise of him who sitteth in the seventh heaven, to him who rests in the holy world, and to his beloved, whence I have been sent to thee. And again he made me to ascend to the second heaven. And now the height of that heaven, is the same as from the heaven to the earth and to the firmament. And I saw there as in the first heaven angels on the right and on the left, and a throne in the midst and the praises of the angels in the second heaven. And he who sat on the throne in the second heaven was more glorious than all the rest. And there was great glory in the second heaven, and the praise also was not like the praise of those who were in the first heaven. And I fell on my face to worship him. But the angel who conducted me did not permit it, but said unto me, Worship neither throne nor angel which belongs to the six heavens. For for this cause I was sent to conduct thee until I tell thee in the seventh heaven. For above all the heavens and their angels has thy throne been placed, and thy garments and thy crown which thou shalt see. And I rejoiced with great joy, and those who love the Most High and his beloved will afterwards ascend thither by the angel of the Holy Spirit. Now notice, and I rejoiced with great joy, that those who love the Most High and his beloved will afterward ascend thither by the angel of the Holy Spirit. Or in other words, Isaiah is saying, That those who enter into the new covenant and are true disciples of Jesus Christ, um, who accept the fullness of the doctrine of Christ, will also enter into his rest, just like Moses said in DNC 84. DNC 84.23, now this Moses plainly taught to the children of Israel in the wilderness and sought diligently to sanctify his people that they might behold the face of God. And we find out in the next verse that beholding the face of God doesn't mean to see him in vision, but to have an ascension experience or enter into his rest. Um, so at the end of verse 24, enter into his rest while in the wilderness, which rest is the fullness of his glory. So all true prophets in every dispensation 
and the fullness of the gospel of the earth is on the earth. Seek to sanctify their people through the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, through the new and everlasting covenant, that they might be prepared, if they will continue to feast upon the words of Christ, to enter into the rest of the Lord. This is what Moses sought to do. This is what Isaiah sought to do. This is what Joseph Smith sought to do in his first ministry and will again in his second. And I rejoiced with great joy, verse 23, that those who love the Most High and his beloved will afterwards ascend thither by the angel of the Holy Spirit. And he raises me to the third heaven, and in like manner I saw those upon the right and upon the left, and there was a throne there in the midst. But the memorial of this world is there unheard of. And I said to the angel who was with me, for the glory of my appearance was undergoing transformation as I ascended to each heaven in turn. Nothing of the vanity of that world is here named. And he answered me and said unto me, nothing is named on account of its weakness, and nothing is hidden there of what is done. And I wish to learn how it is known. It is now. And he answered me saying, when I have raised thee to the seventh heaven, whence I was sent, to that which is above these, then thou shalt know that there is nothing hidden from the thrones and from those who dwell in the heavens and from the angels. And the praise wherewith they praised and the glory of him who sat on the throne was great. And the glory of the angels on the right hand and on the left was beyond that of the heaven which was below them. And again, he raised me to the fourth heaven and to the height from the third to the height from the, from the third to the fourth heaven was greater than from the earth to the firmament. And there again, I saw those who were on the right hand and those who were on the left and him who sat on the throne was in the midst and there also they were praising and the praise and the glory of the angels on the right was greater than those on the left. And again, the glory of him who sat on the throne was greater than that of the angels on the right. And their glory was beyond that of those who were below. And he raised me to the fifth heaven. And again, I saw those upon the right hand and on the left and him who sat on the throne, possessing greater glory than those of the fourth heaven. And the glory of those on the right was greater than those on the left from the third to the fourth. And the glory of him who was on the throne was greater than that of the angels on the right hand. And their praise was more glorious than that of the fourth heaven. And I praised him who is not named and the only begotten who dwelleth in the heavens, whose name is not known to any flesh and who has bestowed such glory in the several heavens <coughs> and who makes great glory of the angels and more excellent the glory of him who sitteth on the throne. Chapter 8. And again he raised me into the air of the sixth heaven, and I saw such glory as I had not seen in the five heavens. For I saw angels possessing great glory, and the praise there was holy and wonderful. And I said unto the angel who conducted me, What is this which I see, my Lord? And he said, I am not thy Lord, but thy fellow servant. And again, I asked him, and I said unto him, why are there not angelic fellow servants on the left? And he said, from the sixth heaven, there are no longer angels on the left, nor a throne set in the midst, but they are directed by the power of the seventh heaven, where dwelleth he that is not named, 
and the elect one whose name has not been made known and none of the heavens can learn his name for it is he alone to whose voice all the heavens and thrones give answer. I have therefore been empowered and sent to raise thee here that thou mayest see his glory, that thou mayest see the Lord of all those heavens and these thrones undergoing successive transformation until he resembles your form and likeness. I indeed say unto thee, Isaiah, no man about to return, no man about to return into a body of that world has ascended or seen what I seest or perceived, what thou hast perceived and what thou wilt see. For it has been permitted to thee in the lot of the Lord to come hither, and from thence comes the power of the sixth heaven and of the air. And I magnified my Lord with praise in that through his lot I should come hither. And he said, Hear furthermore, therefore, this also from thy fellow servant, when from the body by the will of God thou hast ascended hither, then thou wilt receive the garment which thou seest, and likewise other numbered garments laid up there thou wilt see. And then thou wilt become equal to the angels of the seventh heaven. And he raised me up to the, to the sixth heaven. And there were no angels on the left, nor a throne in the midst, but all had one appearance, and their power of praise was equal. And the power was given to me also. And I also praised along with them. And that angel also, and our praise was like theirs. And there they all named the primal father and his beloved, the Christ and the Holy Spirit, all with one voice. And their voice was not like the voice of the angels in the five heavens, nor like their discourse, but the voice was different there, and there was much light there. And then when I was in the sixth heaven, I thought the light which had been seen in the five heavens to be but darkness. Now, um, these seven heavens represent the path of ascension. That we all must go through if we are ever to eventually become as father and mother are. And, you know, in this account, Isaiah um, has himself personally ascended to the sixth heaven, and that is his ascension level. And we can find the different ascension levels in DNC 76, starting in verse 51. Verse 12, for it has been permitted to thee in the lot of the Lord to come hither, and from thence comes the power of the sixth heaven and of the air. And, my, and I magnified my Lord with praise in that through his lot I should come hither, or that the power that Christ would obtain through the atonement 
would be the power to not only overcome sin and death, but extend his hand to those who would become his sons and daughters and lift them up to where he is. Verse 14, and he said, hear furthermore, therefore, this also thy fellow servant, when from the body by the will of God thou hast ascended hither, then thou wilt receive the garment which thou seest, and likewise other numbered garments laid up wilt thou see. And then thou wilt become equal to the angels of the seventh heaven. And he raised me up into the sixth heaven, and there were no angels on the left, nor a throne in the midst, but all had one appearance, and their power of praise was equal. And the power was given to me also. So, you know, he has personally ascended to the level of the sixth heaven, even though he's going to be taken to the seventh, he has not yet ascended personally to that level. Uh, he's just visiting it or, you know, Christ in his glory. And he raised me up into the sixth heaven and there were no angels on the left, nor a throne in the midst, but all had one appearance and their power of praise was equal. And power was given to me also, and I also praised along with them. And that angel also, and our praise was like theirs. And there they all named the primal father and his beloved son, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit all with one voice. And their voice was not like the voice of the angels in the five heavens, nor like their discourses, but the voice was different there, and there was much light there. And then when I was in the sixth heaven, I thought the light which I had seen in the five heavens to be but darkness. And I rejoiced and praised him who hath bestowed such lights on those who wait for his promise. And I besought the angel who conducted me that I should not henceforth return to the carnal world. I say indeed unto you, Hezekiah and Joseph, my son, and Micah, uh, that there is much darkness here. Um referring to the telestial earth. I say indeed unto you, Hezekiah and Josab, the son of Micah, that there is much darkness here. And the angel who conducted me discovered what I thought. And I said, if in this light thou dost rejoice, how much more wilt thou rejoice when in the seventh heaven thou seest the light where is the Lord and his beloved whence I have been sent, who is to be called the son of the world. Not yet hath been, who not yet hath been manifest, he shall be in the corruptible world, and the garments and the thrones and the crowns which are laid up for the righteous, for those who trust in the Lord who will descend in your form, for the light which is there is great and wonderful. And as concerning thy not returning into the body, thy days are not yet fulfilled for coming here. And when I heard that, I was troubled. And he said, do not be troubled. Chapter 9. And he took me into the air of the seventh heaven. And moreover, I heard a voice saying, how far will he ascend that dwelleth in the flesh? And I feared and trembled. And when I trembled, behold, I heard from hence another voice being sent forth and saying, it is permitted to the holy Isaiah to ascend hither, for here is his garment. And I asked the angel who was with me and said, who is he who forbade me? And who is he who permitted me to ascend? 
And he said unto me, he who forbade thee is he who is over the praise giving of the sixth heaven. And he who permitted thee is thy Lord God, the Lord Christ, who will be called Jesus in the world. But his name thou canst not hear till thou hast ascended out of thy body. He is the keeper at the gate, and he employeth no servant there. And he raised me up into the seventh heaven, and I saw there a wonderful light and angels innumerable. And there I saw the holy Abel and all righteous. And there I saw Enoch and all who were with him stripped of the garment of the flesh. And I saw them in their garments of the upper world. And they were like angels standing there in great glory. And there I saw Enoch and all who were with him stripped of the garments of flesh. And I saw them in their garments of, up, of the upper world. And they were like angels standing there in great glory. And they sat not on their thrones, nor their crowns of glory, nor were their crowns of glory on them. And I asked the angel who was with me, how is it that they have received the garments, but have not the crowns, but have not the thrones and the crowns? And he said unto me, crowns and thrones of glory, they do not receive till the beloved will descend in the form in which thou will see him descend into the world in the last days of the world, who will be called Christ. Nevertheless, they see and know whose will be thrones and whose the crowns when he has descended and been made in your form, and they will think that he is flesh and is man. Or in other words, um, Enoch and those who are like him, um, are have ascended to the seventh heavens and are on the path of ascension to become even as Christ is. And Joseph Smith revealed the doctrine in the Sermon at the Grove, delivered only a few days before his martyrdom, that all will become as Father is, will one day have to be a Savior. And all who have gone on before and have become fathers were also once saviors. And this is the throne and this is the crown in the seventh heaven. And the God of that world will stretch forth his hand against the sun and they will crucify him on a tree and will slay him not knowing who he is. And thus his descent, as you will see, will be hidden even from the heavens, so that it will not be known who he is. And when he hath plundered the angel of death, he will ascend on the third day, and he will remain in that world 545 days. And then many of the righteous will ascend with him, whose spirits do not receive their garments till the Lord Christ ascended, and they ascend with him. Then indeed they will receive their garments and thrones and crowns when he has ascended into the seventh heaven. And I said unto him, that which I had asked him in the third heaven, show me how everything which is done in that world is here made known. And whilst I was still speaking with him, behold, one of the angels who stood nigh more glorious than the angel, than the glory of that angel who had raised me up from the world, showed me a book, but not as the book of this world. And he opened it and the book was written 
but not as a book of this world. And he gave it to me and I read it. And lo, the deeds of the children of Israel were written therein and the deeds of those whom I know not, my son, Joseph. And I said, in truth, there is nothing hidden in the seventh heaven, which is done in this world. And I saw many garments laid up and many thrones and many crowns. And I said to the angel, whose are these garments and thrones and crowns? And as he said unto me, these garments, many from that world will receive, believing in the words of that one who shall be named, as I told thee, and they will observe those things and believe in them and believe in his cross for them are as for them are these laid up. So you may have come to the understanding by now that the garments referred to are bodies of light and glory of many different levels. And the garment that we take upon ourselves in this world is the coat of skins. And I said to the angel, whose are these garments and thrones and crowns? And he said unto me, these garments, many from the world will receive, believing in the words of that one who shall be named as I told thee. And they will observe those things and believe in them and believe in his cross for them are these laid up. And I saw a certain one standing whose glory surpassed all, um, that of all, and his glory was great and wonderful. And after I had seen him and all the righteous whom I had seen, and also the angels whom I had seen came to him. And Adam and Abel and Seth and all the righteous first drew near and worshiped him. And they all praised him with one voice, and I myself also gave praise with them, and my giving of praise was as theirs. Then all the angels drew nigh and worshipped and gave praise. And I was again transformed and became like an angel. And thereupon the angel who conducted me said to me, Worship this one. And I worshipped and praised. And the angel said unto me, This is the Lord of all the praise givings which thou hast seen. And whilst he was still speaking, I saw another glorious one who was like him. And the righteous drew nigh and worshiped and praised. And I praised together with them, but my glory was not transformed into accordance with their form. And thereupon the angels drew near and worshiped him. And I also saw the Lord and the second angel, and they were standing. And the second whom I saw was on the left of my Lord. And I asked, who is this? And he said unto me, worship him, for he is the angel of the Holy Spirit, who speaketh in thee and the rest of the righteous. Or the man who officiated in the office of Holy Ghost. And I saw the great glory in the eyes of my spirit being open, and I could not thereupon see, nor yet could the angel who was with me, nor all the angels whom I had seen worshiping my Lord. But I saw the righteous beholding with great power and glory of that one. And my Lord drew nigh unto me, and the angel of the Spirit, he said, See how it is given to see thee to see God, and on thy account power is given to the angel who is with thee. And I saw how my Lord and the angel of the Spirit worshipped, and they both together praised God. And thereupon all the righteous drew near and worshiped. And the angels drew near and worshiped, and all the angels praised. 
and the final chapter, chapter 10. And thereupon I heard the voices and the giving of praise, which I had heard in each of the six heavens ascending and being heard there. And all were being sent up to that glorious one whose glory I could not behold. And I myself was hearing and beholding the praise which was given to him. And the Lord and the angel of the spirit were beholding all and hearing all. And all the praises which were sent up from the six heavens were not only heard, but seen. And I heard the angel who conducted me, and he said, This is the most high of the high ones, dwelling in the holy world and resting in his holy ones, who will be called by the Holy Spirit to the lips of the righteous, the Father of the Lord. And I heard the voice of the most high, the Father of my Lord, saying to my Lord Christ, will be called Jesus, go forth and ascend through all the heavens, and thou wilt descend to the firmament, and that world to the angel in Sheol wilt thou descend, but to Hagel thou wilt not go, and thou wilt become like unto the likeness of all who are in the five heavens, and thou wilt be careful to become like the form of the angels of the firmament, and the angels also who are in Sheol, and none of the angels that of that world shall know that thou art with me of the seven heavens and their angels, and they shall not know that thou art with me, till with a loud voice I have called to the heavens and their angels and their lights, even unto the sixth heaven, in the order that you mayest judge and destroy the princes and the angels and gods of that world, and the world that is dominated by them. For they have denied me and said, we alone, and there are none beside us. And afterward from the angels of death, thou wilt ascend to thy place, and thou wilt not be transformed in each heaven, but in glory wilt thou ascend and sit on my right hand. And thereupon the princes and powers of that world will worship thee. These commands I heard the great glory giving to my Lord, and and so I saw my Lord go forth from the seventh heaven into the sixth heaven. And the angel, the angel who conducted me from this world was with me, said unto me, understand Isaiah and see the transformation and descent of the Lord will appear. And I saw, and when the angel saw him thereupon, those in the sixth heaven praised and lauded him for he had not been transformed after the shape of the angels there. And they praised him, and I also praised with them. And I saw when he descended into the fifth heaven, and in the fifth heaven he made himself like unto the form of the angels there. And they did not praise him nor worship him, for his form was like unto theirs. And then he descended into the fourth heaven and made himself like unto the form of the angels there. And when they saw him, they did not praise or laud him for his form was like unto their form. And again I saw when he descended into the third heaven, and he made himself like unto the form of the angels in the third heaven. And those who kept the gate of the third heaven demanded the password, and the Lord gave it to them in order that he should not be recognized. And when they saw him, they did not praise or laud him, for his form was like unto their form. And again I saw when he descended into the second heaven, and again he gave the password there, those who kept the gate proceeded to demand the Lord to give. 
And I saw when he made himself like unto the form of the angels in the second heaven. And they saw him and they did not praise him for his form was like unto their form. And again, I saw when he descended to the first heaven and there also he gave the password to those who kept the gate. And he made himself like unto the form of the angels who were on the left of that throne and neither praised nor lauded him for his form was like unto their form. But as for me, no one asked on account of the angel who conducted me. And again, he descended into the firmament where dwelleth the ruler of this world. And he gave the password to those on the left and his form was like theirs. And they did not praise him there, but they were envying one another and fighting. And there was a power of evil and envying about trifles. And I saw when he descended and made himself like unto the angels of the air. And he was like one of them. And he gave no password for one was plundering and doing violence to another. Chapter 11. After this, I saw and the angel who spoke with me and conducted me said unto me, understand Isaiah, son of Amos, for this purpose, I have been sent from God. And I indeed saw a woman of the family of David, the prophet named Mary and virgin. She was the espoused to a man named Joseph, a carpenter. And also was the seed of the family of the righteous David of Bethlehem, Judah. Now, this is like unto the vision that Nephi received when he ascended to the seventh heaven, as we read in 1 Nephi chapter 11. They came into his lot, and when she was a spouse, she was found with child, and Joseph the carpenter was desirous to put her away. But the angel of the Spirit appeared in this world. And after that, Joseph did not put her away, but kept Mary and did not reveal this matter to anyone. And he did not approach Mary, but kept her a holy virgin, though with child. And he did not live with her for two months. And after two months of days, while Joseph was in his house and Mary, his wife, but alone, it came to pass when they were alone that Mary straightway looked with her eyes and saw a small babe. And she was astonished. And she had been astonished. Her womb was found as formerly before she had conceived. And when her husband Joseph said unto her, What has astonished thee? His eyes were open, and he saw the infant and praised God, because into his portion God had come. And a voice came unto them, Tell this vision to no one. And the story regarding the infant was noised abroad in Bethlehem. Some said the Virgin Mary hath borne a child before she was married two months. And many said she has not borne a child, nor has a midwife gone up to her, nor have we heard the cries of labor pains. And they were all blinded respecting him, and they all knew regarding him, though they knew not whence he was. And they took him and went to Nazareth in Galilee. And I saw in Nazareth he sucked the breast as a babe, and as is customary in order that he might not be recognized. And when he had grown up, he worked great signs and wonders in the land of Israel and of Jerusalem. And after this, the adversary envied him and roused the children of Israel against him, not knowing who he was. And they delivered him to the king and crucified him, and he descended to the angel of Sheol. In Jerusalem, indeed, I was, I was him being crucified, or I saw him being crucified on a tree, and likewise after the third day rise again and remain days. 
And the angel who conducted me said, understand Isaiah. And I saw when he went out the 12 apostles and ascended. And I saw him and he was in the firmament, but he had not changed himself into their form. And all the angels of the firmament and the Satan saw him and they worshiped him. And there was much sorrow there while they said, how did our Lord descend in the midst? And we perceived not the glory, which has been upon him, which we see has been upon him from the sixth heaven. And he ascended into the second heaven and he did not transform himself, but all the angels who were on the right and on the left and on the throne in the midst, both worshiped him and praised him and said, how did our Lord escape us while descending? And we perceived not. And in like manner, he ascended to the third heaven and they praised and they said in like manner and in the fourth heaven and in the fifth also, they said precisely after the same manner, but there was one glory and from it, he did not change himself. And I saw when he ascended into the sixth heaven and they worshiped and glorified him, but in all the heavens, the praises increased in volume. And I saw how he ascended into the seventh heaven and all the righteous and all the angels praised him. And then I saw him sit down on the right hand of that great glory, whose glory I told you that I could not behold. And also the angel of the Holy Spirit I saw sitting on the left hand. And this angel said unto me, Isaiah, son of Amos, it is enough for thee. And thou hast seen what no child of flesh has seen. And thou wilt return into thy garment of the flesh until the days, until thy days are completed. Then thou wilt be, will come hither. These things Isaiah saw and told unto all that stood before him. And they praised, and he spake to Hezekiah the king and said, I have spoken these things. Both the end of this world and all the vision will be consummated in the last generations. And Isaiah made him swear, and he would not tell it to the people of Israel, nor give these words to any man to transcribe. Such things ye shall read and watch ye in the Holy Spirit in order that ye may receive your garments and thrones and crowns of glory, which are laid up in the seventh heaven. On account of these visions, the prophecies, Samael, Satan sawed in asunder, Isaiah, the son of Amos, the prophet by the hand of Manasseh. And all these things Hezekiah delivered to Manasseh in the 26th year. But Manasseh did not remember them, nor place these things in his heart. But becoming the servant of Satan, he was destroyed. Here ended the vision of Isaiah the prophet with his ascension. And as I referred, we have the path of ascension ascending through the heavens laid out in DNC 76. Verse 51. They are they who received the testimony of Jesus, believed on his name, and were baptized after the manner of his burial being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given. And verse 52, that by keeping the commandments, they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power. And 53 and 54, and who overcome by faith and are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true they are they who are the church of the firstborn, or these are they who have entered like Isaiah and Moses and Nephi and Joseph Smith into the seventh heaven, into the rest of the Lord, into Christ's presence in the fullness of his glory. 
and thus are members of the church of the firstborn. And then the next ascension levels. Verse 56, they are they who are priests and kings, who have received of his fullness and of his glory, and are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are God's little g, even the sons of God, big G. You know, these are they with out thrones and crowns in the seventh heaven, who are on the path to become even as Christ is. And on the morning of the first resurrection, since this was talked about in the uh, vision of the ascension of Isaiah, when he saw Christ return to the earth in his glory, and the saints were caught up with them, the saints who were caught up with him and then came down with him, were those who had ascended to this level of God's little g, even the sons of God, big g, um, who, these are they who shall have part in the first resurrection, 64. These are they whom he shall bring with him, 63, who shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. These are they who are come unto Mount Zion, New Jerusalem, but not just unto Mount Zion, for have ascended many ascension levels within those walls. And thus are God's little G, even the sons of God, big G, and they are they who are caught up on the morning of the first resurrection to the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all. These are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of Enoch and of the firstborn. These are they whose names are written in heaven, where God and Christ are the judge of all. These are they who are just men made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.